we we all remember those times where there was one family computer and it was like in the living yeah. room and you had to dial up and then anytime it wasn't working your mom was like come in here I don't know how to do this thing's not working and then it just progressed to now where my mom <laughs> I literally just talked to my mom and she was like my Apple Watch is frozen. I'm like, okay. And she was like, I don't know how to fix it. And I was like, well, did you try turning it off? She was like, well, I held the button and it wasn't turning off. I was like, well, which button were you holding? Oh, okay. You were holding the wrong button. That's why you can't turn it off. Think of these problems that the younger generations, like my nephew's never going to have these problems because he's He's always going to know what buttons to press. He it's already does. It's honestly so true. It's honestly so true. But he's also probably, I mean, I'm sure as we age, there will be some level of like the younger generation being like, no, Aunt Shelby, this is how yeah. you do it. You stupid idiot. I'm sure there'll be like a level of that. I but, will but- fucking love it. Can I just say, <laughs> I will love having my nephews teach me how to new- use new technology and look at me like I'm a fucking loser and oh my I'll God. just be like wow it'll and be then, like your crowning achievement in life yeah they're gonna like post videos or like you know virtual reality <laughs> renderings of me of their funny aunt or their silly aunt their adorable mm-hmm. aunt learning how to use you know the new chip we have inserted yeah. in our wrists or yeah. whatever <laughs> Or like trying to learn a new dance for whatever yeah. platform is exists instead of TikTok. You know what I mean? Like, I I already dance like the aunt of someone who's yay. dancing on TikTok. So oh I, my gosh. I'm ready for it. I'm Sam. Oh, I'm Sh- I did it. <laughs> I'm Shelby. It's the rom complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. Oh, I'll meet you at the meet cute, wearing a meat suit. That's a suit, it's made out of meat and you. there was that little lull yeah and I you know I saw an opportunity and I took it frankly um dude grab the bull by the horns that's yeah what life's about man yeah I am a Taurus so <laughs> you are <laughs> I grabbed the me by the me by the, my horns you know so I grabbed my, the- mom. my mom's a Taurus <laughs> oh my have god congratulations <laughs> no I don't think we have congrats you're so lucky oh, thank um, you <laughs> Oh, guys, I'm so excited to talk about this week's movie. Um, as we as we reel from our just amazing series on vampires and werewolves, as we stellar, come down stellar from that, series, from we were on a high. high. We oh were, yeah, we were so high for all of those episodes. Um, <laughs> no, we weren't, Mom. I wasn't. I swear. No, we were high on the adrenaline. Ah, yes. Uh, for, for the excitement. We were high on about. human blood, <laughs> as as vampires are wont to do. As, yeah. Yeah, it's just a thing. <laughs> um, but now I guess we're going to take it into, like, back to our roots, if you will, our, uh, our rom-com roots, where, with the sequel to a movie we've already done, which was To All the Boys I've Loved Before. We're doing the sequel, P.S., I still love you. <gasps> Whoa. Well, it seems weird that you'd need the PS if it's like the same letter, like, you know, oh, well, I guess if she's loved them before and then PS, I still love you. I guess it yeah. makes sense. And it's just like, yeah. how many times can you tell someone you love them in the same letter? 
Um, a lot actually. You can just write it repeatedly, kind of like when you get in trouble, you have to write "I will not." Whatever on yeah. the chalkboard. That's Bart had to write. P.S. Yeah. I still love you on the Simpsons yeah, yeah, yeah. chalkboard. <laughs> oh my god! If I can make that graphic happen, oh, it's going into our promo somewhere. Somewhere it's happening. For Fans, where are you? Yeah, come on. I need it. Um, yeah. What's funny too is because it's it's this is a, a trilogy, a real trilogy, mm. not like Twilight. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so the books in order are To All the Boys I Loved Before, P.S. I Still Love You, Always and Forever, Laura Jean. So all three, they kind of like make their own little, I mean, there's no content, but there's like, you know what I mean? There's no like letter content, but it kind of spells out its own little letter. Or maybe, maybe that is the letter. It's like to all the boys I've loved before. P.S. I still love you. I still love you. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's. You know, it's true. She's just but, telling but, them. But using a PS implies that there's script to be posted. Right. So that's maybe it's we're missing in, the middle. It's an invisible ink, Sam. It's Ooh, an invisible ink letter. That would spice up this movie. It really would spice <laughs> it up to a level that I might be on board with. <laughs> there was, you know, the first thing I guess we're going to get into about this movie is that yes. there were some weird, like, fantasy elements. Like, there was one point mm-hmm. where she's sad and a song is playing, and then she starts mouthing along the words to the song as if, as if it's a music video, and she's, like, staring at the camera. Not even just like a-, a music video. It's like an Alanis Morissette-style, yeah. like, sad... <laughs> I'm trying to think of other sad singers <laughs> like a uh, uh, oh, what is her name? I'm blanking so hard right now. She's the yeah. other sad one. What's her name? She's always sad. Adele. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, it could totally be an Adele video. Adele's sad a lot. So that was like a weird. It was, seemed to come out of nowhere, and I was like, these weren't like stylistic, like fantasy. I mean, they were a little bit because they've got like she's got like people talking to her from mm-hmm. her subconscious, but it right. wasn't like that, like where it's like, oh, what's happening? And then at the end, the the boy, she and the boy, she's kissing. I won't spoil who it is. Ooh. Yeah, um, <laughs> they just like float away, like they float up as into you the do. Air. And my question is, is the third movie going to bring even more of this in there? So the first one is like, okay, she just has people talking to her from her subconscious. The second Mm -hmm. one, she's got that. Then she's got a music video. Then she's floating away at the end. Is the third Mm -hmm. one just going to be super like metaphorical and like artistic and all of these like weird thing, magic things are happening that are like a metaphor for her feelings? Um. I hope so, because wouldn't that be fun? Uh, <laughs> people would be so confused. People would be, but like also, I say this with love because I've actually read. Well, okay, to be fair, I have not read the third book, but I read the first two, um, and I've read books by this author Jenny Han. She has a really great series, which I wish they would turn into a movie called "The Summer I Turned Pretty," which mm. is the series is fantastic. It's a girl between two brothers, and it's fantastic. Um, but what I will say is high school dating movies, which is what this this series is. It goes just through high school and like they're seniors in the next one, I guess. Um, it's just like so like what else can you possibly do? Like that's how, OK. So that's kind <laughs> that's of how I felt. <laughs> that's how I felt about this movie. And, you know, I told you last night that I had read a bunch of like reviews or like I don't want to call them think pieces because this isn't like a very crazy topic that <laughs> needs to be like thought about. Articles. Yeah, like just blog posts. Um, yeah, about this movie, and one of them was like the reason this movie kind of falls flatter than the first one, which I agree with. I think it's a good movie. I, I definitely enjoy watching it because you know your girl loves John Ambrose. She loves oh a good little Jor- a little baby Jordan Fisher. He's what a, a cutie dreamboat. <laughs> Um, but the reason this one kind of falls flat, it's because like they get you get all of the good stuff in the first one. So it's like, where really do you plan to go? Uh, and right. not realizing this until I was like reading last night that the first movie actually took a bunch of plot points from the second book. 
Um, so it's like they actually stole from their own material to make the first movie, and then it was like the second movie came along, and you're like, oh, uh, there, ooh, there's nothing. Gonna, <laughs> ooh. Which is actually upsetting because in the second book, refresher for myself, they actually go through this really long, like there's a really long game of assassin that gets played. Have you ever played assassin? Um, is it like mafia? No, mafia is like one night right it's like you play it in a in a house kind of situation yeah right? yeah, yeah. Um, okay what's assassin oh is that like where we're in college people would play like zombie thing where they you'd have to shoot people and like you could catch them right like you pull so basically or... it starts with like you pull names out of a hat yeah. um and everyone has like a secret name they don't you don't tell them who it is and so you have like designated safe zones so in the book like school's a safe zone or like you know certain places but like the parking lot's fair game so like if you were coming to your car and I had your name I could like plan to elaborately yeah. get you out and then okay. I get I get your name until Got there's it. one person standing so it's like whoever you had I have to kill them so um all of that stuff kind of like all of the love triangle bits and like other things kind of have revolve around this game of assassin in mm-hmm. the second book. And I'm like, see, that was the gimmick that I feel like this movie needed. We needed something that was. Yeah, something else going on. Yes. Instead of just like, oh, we're dating now. <laughs> well, it is hard to just it, it's hard to maintain people's interest in just like a happy relationship like there has to be other things going on Mm -hmm. and there you're I'm trying to think of a way to say it that makes sense but I lost everything that was in my head it just all fell out yeah I don't know what happened it just it's (laughs) it's on the floor Shelby pick it up it's right there oh okay there it is yeah you're right no (laughs) No, it's cool to have something else compelling going on so the you don't have to put like force all of this conflict into a, like an issue that maybe doesn't deserve that kind, that amount of conflict. Yeah, it does feel very forced in the second movie. And I think what what's so funny is when I um we all know I love a love triangle movie. We know this yeah. from Eclipse, so I'm here for it. Um But one of the things that I read and I 100% agree with was this movie spends the entire movie telling you that John Ambrose is better for Laura Jean. (laughs) They spend the entire movie proving to you that he is just a better fit for her. And then she goes and chooses, uh, what's his name? Peter. PK. PK. Peter Kavinsky. Kavinsky. I, I literally, all of my notes have abbreviations like it's just J A L J and P K <laughs> and so I'm like fuck what's his real name again? I you know what it is it is like they start and they start they really play it up at the beginning of the movie I feel like how how they're like oh they just have a perfect relationship or like it's so great mm-hmm. her and Lara Jean and, and Peter Kavinsky they're going on their first date like real right. date as boyfriend mm-hmm. girlfriend she's so excited he takes her to a sit down Italian restaurant which is just that's complete fantasy the only way a teen boy is taking someone to a sit down restaurant is if his parents are there and like invited true. her along like true, that's true, like, true. the only time mm-hmm. um, and then the whole conflict of the relationship just revolves around them not telling each other or other people <sighs> stuff uh, which is like it's so easy to fix right it's so but that's what's so funny is that they acknowledge multiple times in the movie that they have a communication problem they literally yeah. are like oh well why don't you just say that or like why don't you whatever blah 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 but then when it comes down to like the moment where they actually have to like communicate, they just don't. They just don't. And then do like it. ten seconds later, they're like, "Oh yeah, we should really communicate better." And then it's like, "Okay, we <laughs> won't. We literally will never. We will never communicate ever, ever it's, again." Yeah, it, it's pretty. Fu- I mean, it makes me think about like how hard it was to be a teen. And just, like, how easy, (laughs) obviously, looking back on it, it's so much easier now to think of, like, oh, she could, she could just, could have just said to John Ambrose up front, like, hey, I'm dating Peter Kavinsky. Yeah, Um, it would have been so easy to be like, oh, are you still friends with those guys? Yeah, I'm actually dating it. 
Right. Like, and it's so it's so simple. It's such a simple one line. Oh, yeah, actually, Peter and I, we're dating. It's it's fun. It's a good time. Anyway, uh, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, and Peter could have just easily been like, hey, just so you know, Jen has been reaching out to me because of, uh, you know, yes. her family, her, her parents are getting divorced, and she knows I've been through that. So it's like, mm-hmm. She it easily, easily could have said these things to each other. What's so and- <laughs> funny, too, is that is that they communicate. OK, let me see if I know how to phrase this right. The things that they communicate are so insignificant, but they are just significant enough to make the other person suspicious. So it was right. like when she tells him, oh, actually, you know, John Ambrose reached out and, you know, he wrote me back and it was really nice or like um oh yeah like she gets kind of backed into a corner being like oh actually yeah he works at the he works at the nursing home it's crazy right you know instead of just being like oh my god I went to my thing today and guess who I saw you know uh and it's it's just enough to make them suspicious like the little bits that Peter gives her about the fact that he and Jen are even speaking it's not they're not like big, like, oh, I was at her house till two in the morning kind of situations. It's like, oh, yeah, we talk. Right. So it's insignificant, but it's just significant enough for her to be like, oh, uh, you're, you know, like for them both to get super self-conscious about yeah. <laughs> if the other person's they're... cheating on them. Right. Because they're not telling the whole story or not even like cheating even if they know they're not cheating like I think they're like oh this my girlfriend or boyfriend might have emotional ties to this other person Mm -hmm. that I don't understand and could take them away from me um and and you know what I ended up (laughs) a lot of this movie I was like god they're so stupid like stop (laughs) it but I uh, I'm you know a good podcaster so Ah, um yeah patting myself on the back that's the rumor that's the rumor I've heard so (laughs) I'm going to I mean I didn't believe it until that Twilight series and now I'm like okay (laughs) no one believes anything until Um, Twilight so (laughs) what I was thinking about and I related to personally I guess is at a certain point, after the little party in the treehouse, so they kind of get all of their old friends oh, together. Oh, so awkward. And, Ooh, and sorry. like, Jen Max is there. Cringe. So it's, like, Peter's ex-girlfriend. Then John Ambrose is there, who finds out at that party that oh. uh, Lara Jean and Peter are dating. Um, and uh, Peter's like, oh, it's weird that you threw this party with John Ambrose instead of me, because, like, it makes it seem like you guys are dating a little bit. Right. Anyway, they're like cleaning up or whatever, and they're and Lara Jean and Peter are having a little bit of an argument, and then she was like, "Does does that mean you want to break up?" It was like the the like most basic basic thing of yeah. just like, "Oh, does this mean you don't want to be with me anymore?" And it's like, mm-hmm. you don't if you haven't been through a lot of relationships, and Lara Jean completely new to having a boyfriend. Yeah, you don't realize that like. Uh, there's tension all the time you know like you get in arguments you disagree on things it happens and it not every single little thing means that the relationship isn't gonna work out or that the a person getting mad at you doesn't necessarily mean they don't want to be with you anymore it's just the nature of spending so much time with someone and having Mm -hmm. someone who's so important to you is that sometimes you get mad at each other (laughs) Yeah. And it just doesn't mean that the relationship's going to end. And I think that ends up being what the movie is about is mm-hmm. that Lara Jean is constantly thinking about like she's constantly second guessing herself thinking is Peter are Peter and I right for each other? Are they are we right for each other? Would me and right. John Ambrose be more right for each other? And it's like that's not a thing that really exists. Mm-hmm. Um in a way, it's like, it's like okay, yeah, if a person's treating you like shit, like, yeah, then you don't belong with that person. Right. But um, if you're constantly looking at every single little aspect of your relationship and being like, this isn't the perfect interaction that I had right. with this person. Does this mean that we're not meant to be? You're going to drive yourself, like, just wild, you know, like, yeah. going over and over these things. And that's what she does. And then in the end, she comes around. Mm-hmm. But but I don't know how earned it is. Like she doesn't really, I mean, she realizes that she's overthinking Peter's relationship with Jen, but she doesn't really realize that she's overthinking 
just relationships in general. <laughs> her relationship, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, and she met, she says that very upfront in the beginning when she's talking to, uh, what's his name, the friend. I forgot what his name was. The other Chris? letter guy. No, not Chris. No, Chris is the uh, girl. Lucas. She tells <laughs> Lucas. Lucas I, I did it. Um, when she tells Lucas, she was like, okay, so we're, we're eating this ice cream sandwich, and it's great. But if Peter and I were sharing an ice cream sandwich, I'd be thinking, like, how many other people is she sharing an ice cream sandwich with? I think it – so it definitely comes from, like, her insecurity at, around sex, right? Like, she yeah. is – and I think they addressed this in the first movie a little bit where she's not experienced. Like you said, this is her first boyfriend. This is her first relationship. And she doesn't know. I mean, frankly, she's been reading all these romance novels that are all, like, sexy and hot. And she's just like, oh, is that what it means now? Like, is that what we're doing? (laughs) Um, Now that we're official, like, we have to have sex, I guess. Um, And she is trying to navigate that. But instead of, like, talking to Peter about it, I think, like, that scene in the car where they start making out and he starts, like, unbuttoning her dress which I'm like uh, it's a bit aggressive for making out in front of your house but <laughs> or her house rather um but okay you do you um where she's like I don't want to have sex with you and that's like I think that's the first time she actually like speaks her insecurities to Peter and I think he does like a really good job of just being like listen no like that's yeah. not what I'm trying to do right now we will take this as slow as you want and then you get the whole like base jumping analogy it's really yeah. <laughs> awkward as only Laura Jean can be awkward um but yeah I mean I think they're both like I don't know because god it's so hard for me because like I said I've read the books and in the books Peter is actually like a hundred times, not a hundred times, maybe like 20 times worse because he legitimately, (laughs) no, like legitimately there are moments where he is going to Jen's house or hanging out with Jen and not telling Laura Jean or she finds out about it or whatever. And he like won't tell her why he's doing it. So the insecurity that she feels in the movie makes sense because she's like, you're just hanging out with your ex-girlfriend all the time and you won't tell me why you're doing it. And, like, in hindsight, we know why he can't say anything because, you know, her parents are, you know, she's going through this whole family thing. But, like, at the same time, you're just, like, in the movie, you're, like, Lord Jean, calm the fuck down. Like, he's great. And he's he's just being a boy. Um, But in the book, you're, like, oh, no, he's being shady. He needs, no, you need to not (laughs) date that boy because he's the worst. Um, How are you supposed to trust a person who's doing that? Yeah, exactly. And then there's the whole issue with um, Laura Jean finding out that he fucking knew that Jen was the one who recorded the video and posted it online. Yeah. And I don't think it got enough of like a a reveal in the movie because there are so many times where she's just like, oh, well, we know Jen did it. And he's like, no, she didn't. Like, we don't know that for sure. Blah, blah, blah. And then he straight up is just like, well, when I found out she posted the video and she's like, what? Like this, what are you, you defend he, and he, um, actually this is a scene that I really wanted to talk about. So he tells her, he's like, when it actually came down to it, I picked you. Like when it actually came to a choice, I picked you. And she's like, well, what does that mean? And that's when he says the thing about the video. And then I'm like, okay, but you didn't actually pick. Laura Jean, if you covered for Jen and didn't tell anybody that she's the one who posted the video. Exactly. And even more so because Laura Jean is the one who got hurt by that video. Yep. Way more than Peter did. Yeah. Because in today's world, still, it's a lot worse to be a slutty girl, quote unquote, than it is to be a guy who has sex. Like, it's... You know, it, it's the the way that it would impact her is so much worse. And him not yeah. taking that into account, instead protecting Jen, is really fucked up. It's so fucked. He literally choosed. He chose her. He chose her. He chose her. He chose wrong. Um, yeah, no, he definitely does. But he, in his warped little... 16, 17, I don't know how fucking old they are. Um, little brain, he's like, oh, but I'm I'm protecting Laura Jean because they already have bad blood. I don't want to make this worse. It's like, no, <laughs> bitch, you're protecting Jen. It's the and same. And it's not okay. It's the same fucking thing. These teen guys, it, you mean, it happened in the Twilight thing too, where they're like, let's not tell her things 
to protect mm-hmm. her. And it's like, Ugh. oh, that thing is putting her in more danger. It's the same thing yep. here. You're fucking up by not tell by saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not revealing the secret to protect my girlfriend. No, you're not. You're doing it to protect yourself from an yep. uncomfortable confrontation. Yep. <laughs> looking out for numero uno, PK. You're looking out for yourself. And that mm-hmm. is it. It's also that scene is really funny to me because um you were talking about it. You're like, oh, my God, her getting dressed up for his, you know, pep rally or whatever. So cute. Like, that whole little scene is so cute. And it's immediately – it's like the bubbles yeah. immediately <laughs> burst. And yeah. it she, like – but it's so funny because she gets that picture from Chris. And when she walks up to Peter, she, like, has her fo- the phone with the picture. And she's like, so have you been hanging out with Jen today? Like, she doesn't even <laughs> give him a chance to lie. She was like, don't answer this wrong because I have proof right, right here. <laughs> I don't want to hear your lies. No more lies, Peter. No more. Um, (laughs) I want to spend the rest of this episode talking about Jordan Fisher. Listen, um, no. Maybe not the the whole episode, but like, I'm just going to freak out for 10 seconds. Oh my God, I love Jordan Fisher. He's so cute. Oh, I love him. Um, I really do. I've loved him. P.S. I still love you, Jordan Fisher. Um, <laughs> I still I'll always uh, and I. I. Um, <laughs> you are like you are like flustered. You're just like I am. I'm blushing over so yourself hard. with how <sighs> how huge a crush you have on Jordan Fisher. I do, and he's so short. It's uncomfortable for me. He's, um, he's definitely taller than me. I'm not. I mean, he's taller than me too, but not tall enough. Um. <laughs> I mean, because, like, Noah Centineo, he's a tall boy. He's yeah. at least at least six feet, right? Um, and I like that aesthetic with, like, short little Laura Jean and tall little mm. – or tall, big <laughs> Peter Kavinsky. But then you have, like, John Ambrose, who's, like, right in the middle. Um, and I'm just like, oh, little cutie. Um, let's talk about him for a second. So I – you know, the one thing that resonated that I kind of saw in myself when I was watching this movie, um, I think I mentioned it in the first – movie that Laura Jean and I are very similar we live in what my therapist would call fantasy land and uh we oh trust me we've had many a session about my uh, inability to stay in reality sometimes um but we live in this uh fantasy land I don't see people that are taught like I don't have those very vivid like people talking to me I feel like she should probably get help about that. I also don't think I'm in a music video. Um, Are you but, sure? But I mean, not yet. We haven't gotten we haven't gotten to that psychotic break yet. Once okay. we get there, then I'll let you know. Um, but she also so she lives in this fantasy land, and so she de- like I identify with her so much in this movie in the sense that she finally got the thing that she wanted. Right? Yeah. She got the boyfriend who is crazy about her and they have like this really great like unconventional but also very like loving relationship um and then the idea of a different kind of relationship or uh, the idea of a different boyfriend pops into her head yeah with the entrance the re-entrance of john ambrose and she cannot help but like go to that is the grass greener Oh, yeah. In this other relationship place. So I feel like for me, like, she, I feel like in a sense, I think, like I said, I think Peter is also to blame for why their relationship kind of blew up in the movie. But I think she blew it up because she was so uncomfortable with actually having gotten the thing that she wanted. Yeah. That she was looking for her exit strategy. She was like, well... If he turns out to still be in love with Jen, then I need an option. Like, I need to figure out how I'm going to recover, you know? And right. so then she gets the perfect excuse because John Ambrose comes back. This little letter that he writes her, that whole sequence where she's trying to write him back and she can't help but being like, I'm in, like, I knew I would be in love with you or whatever. <laughs> like, that was just so, that was peak me. Like, that was literally just me being like, oh, too much. That was too much. Got it. Real. <laughs> Reel it in, Sam. Reel it in. Um, And then when she starts spending more time with him, realizing that, like, they could have had a really good relationship had it happened. Yeah. And there's um, actually a really great line from the book where 
um, it's like when it doesn't happen in the movie. There's so many fucking good lines that happen in the book that don't happen in the movie. Um, it's kind of when she was like, oh, um, it's Peter. You know, she chose. It's like the end where she chooses yeah. Peter, and he's like. Um, you know, she's like, you know, he got to my heart first. He was here, like, he was here first, and I can't, I can't get rid of him. He's there, you know? Yeah. Um, and John Ambrose is like, you know, sixth grade or whatever wasn't our time, and I guess right now isn't, but but we will get our time. Like, kind of ooh. this, like, foreboding future, like, ooh, ooh. like, we're going to end up together. I hope so. I really hope. I mean, they don't the movie the the books don't go that far, but I hope at some like in the future they end up in this really cute little nerdy little. <laughs> they just sit and read kids. together, yeah. Oh, Harry Potter still at like <laughs> twenty nine. They're just like in a treehouse reading Harry Potter. Um, but yeah, like it's it's that whole idea of like what could have been that that she, Laura Jean finds herself falling into that a lot, and I I identify with that because I do that all the time like oh but what if this would have happened like oh the timing was just off and we could have had such a great relationship but it didn't end up happening yeah um so it's just yeah I I think it's also important to bring up it's not only like a fantasy of what this relationship could be like with this other person it's that you're constantly comparing it to the one you have and the thing is like when you're actually Mm -hmm. in a relationship you're not just experiencing the fantasy good parts. Like she's not fantasizing about what kind of fights she's going to have with John Ambrose, you know, because you don't think about that when you're not actually in the relationship. She's Mm -hmm. not, she, you're not, she's not predicting the problems that she's going to have with them. She's only seeing the good possibilities. And when you're actually in a relationship, it's more, it's a lot more complex than that. It's not just, you know, sparkling perfection all the time um right. in but when you're fantasizing uh, uh, fantasizing about something it is so when you don't actually have to deal with the reality of something of course the grass is gonna look greener oh of course yeah <laughs> and, and but I do think too that her and Peter are very different people and I'm not sure. saying yeah. I'm not saying that you can't be in a relationship with someone and be like opposite to them but it's like you get this person come on john ambrose is just as hopelessly a romantic as laura jean is the fact that all those cute little things that he said to her it like literally every time he like smiled because he found out something cute that she liked like the seahawks um when he put his seahawks hat into the uh into the time capsule and pull it out and jen is like didn't you buy like laura jean didn't you buy a seahawks shirt because you wanted to like impress john ambrose <laughs> and his response is just like if you did that's really cute like you can you know it's like this very like they're they're kind of almost on the same level of like fantasy um fantasy land living this alternate reality um yeah it's just heartbreaking because uh, at that moment he doesn't know Oh, she's dating Peter. So he in his head had that little thought of like, oh, that was really cute. And and like, well, you know, blushing kind of like hopeful kind of thing. And Uh, it's like, no, you don't know that this is not the situation at all. And that just breaks my heart. (laughs) Poor boy. And then fucking Peter bringing up his stutter. I'm like, you little asshole. What is wrong with you? I hate it. I hate it. That whole scene makes me so uncomfortable. Uh... (laughs) It makes me so uncomfortable. Like the oh god, even from when he shows up with the pizza, I just I can't because in that moment again he still doesn't know and he's like oh yeah like LJ and I thought this would be fun and yeah you're just like oh no this is about to blow up oh, um John but I guess she ends up with Peter <laughs> well I think she kind of comes around to the fact the way I you know, read it was just like, yeah, she's getting distracted by all of these might be's and could have been's or whatever. Um, but she's dating. She's she has feelings for Peter and he has feelings for her. And right. look, as much as you know, we talk on we do episodes. We've done almost 50 episodes of this podcast. I'm not oh a relationship. God. I'm not a relationship expert, Sam, despite, you know, having I mean, I talked am, about it so much. And <laughs> I don't know. I say no. <laughs> I, I don't know what the right 
things are to do. I don't know if it's right to stay with someone you're so different from who you care about or if it's right to find someone more like you. I don't freaking know. I think either of those choices could be right depending on – I don't think it is like a right or wrong kind of thing. There's not just like one person you're meant to be with. It's kind of like – you're deciding who you want to be and what kind of Love relationship you want to have. Yeah, exactly. Just Again, like just like, like Bella, <laughs> like Bella said. Yeah, it was a choice. It's between. from who I was supposed or what is she saying? Who I should have been says, and who I and who I actually am. There you go. So I guess she's actually Peter Kaminsky. I don't really know. I think. Well, here's the thing. I don't think. The fact that they're different disqualifies their relationship. I think their relationship in the first movie is super cute and yeah. they're complete polar opposites, but it works um, and I love it. I think the issue in this movie is just not even the lack of communication. It's the flat out lying, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I I can't. I, I cannot with... Um, and I mean, they're both guilty of it, but more so Peter is because... Laura Jean just, like, didn't disclose one or two things. The fact that John, like, I don't know. She just didn't tell John Ambrose stuff and then also just kind of didn't talk about it with Peter um, versus. She omitted things yeah. as opposed to, like, actively telling an untruth. Yeah. Come on. That Honestly, that video, I would have broken up with him. It would have been a, it would have been a wash. We would have been like, okay, well, you're a dick. Don't talk to me anymore like I was all over the internet being slut shamed and your girlfriend did it and you knew she fucking did it absolutely not we're not we're not doing this anymore um that but that's just me because I'm I know how to I'm an adult and adults have boundaries unlike some high schoolers I guess yeah and that's first relationship so freaking hard to be a teenager I do I don't envy that at all no definitely not Oh man, it's so much. Things are so much chiller now in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you really because it is weird watching something like this as like an adult living with a partner, living through a freaking pandemic and a horrible you know president and government <laughs> not doing anything to help all of this homelessness in LA and Mm -hmm. uh you know a war on black people and minorities and it's just like all of this going on when you when I watch movies about teens and their struggles in that are just like oh my you know I had deciding which boy to date Uh, you know yeah I think about when I was a teen and how little any of those things mattered eventually you know like like in this movie whether she like her conflict is like she has to tell John Ambrose that she's dating Peter and she's not doing it and it's like god it just doesn't fucking matter (laughs) like I'm watching it now it's like wow I know but it felt like the end of the world when it was happening like oh my god you have to like it's so funny to like remember back to those days like I remember when I knew things or like when I was keeping something from either guys I was interested in or what like whatever it just like oh my god like if 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 you told your friends you had a crush on a guy and then one of them said something in front of you and him that was like obvious (laughs) and the humiliation the utter just like my life is over nothing will ever happen to me again I'm going to die like that feeling overwhelms (laughs) you but then you know like you said you grow up and and you realize they're more complicated and (laughs) shittier things in the world right yeah um and not even in the world just like in your life too like (laughs) you know and you're like wow I was really humiliated because my friend said like this guy's hurt the my type you know like I don't know like something really just so dumb like I can't even that's how insignificant they are like I don't even remember yeah the shit that I lost my shit over as a (laughs) high schooler like I don't even remember it um but yeah it's uh, it's it's so much it there's a lot um that's why I want to see more we should I might be getting a little burned out on like teen teen romances yeah we should watch some more adult ones <laughs> for a 
one. More sex ones? Adult oh, films? Oh, yeah. We should watch more erotic ones. Mm. Um. 365, anybody? Anybody? No? 365? Have, have you seen that? No. Or have you seen... Uh, it's it's on the Netflix. It's, it's like Europe's response to Fifty Shades of Grey. We should Ew. also do Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, um, my God. Just for fun. Um, that would be fun. You know what? It's like... Pivoting from the teens to the adults, we have the whole relationship between their dad and the neighbor, Mrs. Rothschild, uh, which I love. I love that this movie, like, there's so much interracial couples. There's, like, so much, like, interracial coupling, I guess. Um, And I freaking love Kitty. I don't think she's gotten enough credit. Kitty's great. She is... Uh, the matchmaker that I aspire to be in my life because uh, she really she's so funny because you know she's trying to set up her dad with this neighbor and Laura Jean's like Kitty just like stop it's not gonna work blah 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 and she was like you know as my only success story I feel like you should be more supportive <laughs> uh, because it's so cute but I do love the little like I like that they incorporated this older version of courting i guess like the the fact that um you know he doesn't like dogs but he let her come into the house with her dog and then you know purposefully going to get brussels sprouts because he saw that she was in the produce section and like just these things that that they feel so authentic and so real like so cute i freaking love them i love them so much that it is really adorable um where to just see them flirting like you don't you know with Laura Jean when stuff is going on you hear what's inside her head you know you know it's mm-hmm. but like just watching her dad and the neighbor flirt it's like oh you're just seeing it from the outside where it's just like cute and awkward mm-hmm. and and just how people talk to each other when they're f- interested but first getting to know each other and yeah but then yeah. also like really secure in themselves too because yeah. I feel like Trina is her name. I wrote that down. Trina Roth Rothschild. Um, when she is talking, like it just makes me think of the Thanksgiving um section little scene mm-hmm. when they so they have this Thanksgiving in July or not July when March they March or whenever, um, and they're it's talking and they talk about the green but it's beans. in March. Yeah, right. If anyone didn't watch it. If you didn't watch it, then go watch it. What are you doing? Um, And it's like a tradition, and they have the green beans. That's just like a can of green beans. And I just love – like, I don't know. I feel like there are so many times when in some movies where it's like a widow or, or like, someone is getting back into the saddle of, like, dating, the person that that they're going after sometimes can be very, like, also very self-conscious. So, like, any time – the um like the deceased spouse is brought up then it's like super awkward but I love that in that scene she's like there sounds like there's a story here like I feel like you should tell it it. right yeah and it's just it's so normal like this one character is just like very confident like she's the example of a very confident woman like in her 40s or however old she is um and she's just kind of like Wow, that and they they finish the story and it's about the the mom and she's just like that's really sweet like thank you for sharing that story with me, with us you yeah know? like that's really nice um and then they just go about their day there's no like awkward like oh I have to compete with their dead mom or like right. they have to like me just as much as her and like all the stuff she's just kind of like I'm into their dad and uh he seems nice and the kids are cool so let me hang out with them it's there's no like added drama and that's why I was like oh right this is cute. right the fact that he you know he had a wife who he loved completely and still loves and died mm-hmm. you know and now he loves her as a person who is dead like that's it's just part of him you know it's like okay he he's always gonna love his dead wife in a way like you're not gonna yeah take that away from him and like yeah, you have to be a kind of person who's not going to let that get in your in the way of your relationship if you want to even attempt a relationship with this person. And mm-hmm. I think that it's probably easier than people make it out to be. It's like you just probably. accept. I don't know. If you have a view of love where it's like love is uh, inherently a good thing, it's like why would you be bothered if you're securing yourself, right? Like why would you mm-hmm. be bothered by your partner having loved someone else like the the point is like 
The, you mean like Peter having a problem with Laura Jean having loved John Ambrose? Or yeah, or Laura Jean <laughs> having a problem with with Peter that he loved Jen. having loved Jen. Yeah. Um, I think you, I think that's that's so funny because I do think the adults are like what these kids should be aspiring to. It's it. the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're a hundred percent. They're like, listen, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I didn't love my wife. Right. I'm not gonna just to impress this new woman. You know, just because my wife is dead doesn't mean I have to like pretend she doesn't exist in order to like find a new relationship. Um and I feel like the same could like Laura Jean and Peter I think Laura Jean tries to acknowledge like her feelings towards Jen in that um treehouse scene yeah uh where they the two of them talk uh and she just accepts that they're not friends anymore but you can still feel connected to somebody and still have like an an unbreakable bond with someone um even if you're not actively still in love with them and i feel like both peter and laura jean should have acknowledged that in each other like Peter should have acknowledged that, hey, her and John Ambrose used to have a really great connection. Can we call it love? Who's to say? Yeah. But um, they had this really intense connection that they still have. It doesn't mean that it threatens your relationship unless you're sabotaging your fucking relationship and, <laughs> you know, lying and not telling people things, you know, then you should feel worried. But if you are being open, open and honest and, you know, giving yourself to this other person then it shouldn't be a problem that they have a connection with somebody else right and this I mean this kind of sounds like we're we're advocating for polyamory and that's yeah we are (laughs) I mean if that's for it and of course if that's what you want like go for it um you don't but, have to be in a relationship with someone just because you love them. We've talked yeah, about this. Yeah, that's also true. So she can true. love John Ambrose and still respect her relationship with Peter and know that their relationship is monogamous. Right. You can still do that. Yeah. The idea that you can't is very immature. <laughs> it's very high school that if exactly. you believe that you can't do that. And then I think but. about it is, you know, we say it's very high school, but I think a lot of people our age mm-hmm. and older still struggle with a lot of these feelings. And I'm not saying yep. I don't. Like, we had, we had this. Um, okay, that's so stupid. But Richard had, like, an ex-girlfriend at some point who made him this, like, crocheted doll of Walter White from Breaking Bad. Now, when... <laughs> Most of the time I've known Richard, that doll was just, like, in his bedroom closet. And mm-hmm. now it's, like, he's moved into my apartment. We both live here now. And the doll is, like, sitting on a chair in our living room. <laughs> and I'm it's just, like, why is this here? This thing your ex-girlfriend made for you <laughs> is just on my chair. <laughs> but it's, like, it literally, it, he's, like, what? It's just, like, a cool doll. <laughs> like. It's yeah. like literally his thoughts on it. He's like, it's just dope looking. I like it. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, no oh, emotional okay. attachment. I guess that's a good point. <laughs> I guess that's fine. Yeah. But if you start loving that doll more than me, it's over. No. Right. You sleep on the couch with your doll. <laughs> you get into a fight and be like, I hope you enjoyed sleeping with Walter tonight. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think, but I do think that is such a normal thing, especially in, I don't know, I can't speak for other countries because I don't live there, uh, but America, I live here. And um, <laughs> that's such a common thing. It's like, in order to somehow show your loyalty or show your love, you have to like completely denounce anything that came before this person. Like, that wasn't love right. and this is love. And it's like, no love can exist in many forms it was a different kind of love yeah um it was a love during a different season of my life it was right I was a slightly different person you know it was (laughs) yeah it was love in the time of cholera you know and so (laughs) it just (laughs) I like making stupid jokes just for myself like and then when you laugh at them I just feel funny so I'm like thank you you are Um, you are funny Thank you. I like when you make yourself laugh, too. (laughs) I love making myself laugh. That's the only person I try to make laugh. If other people laugh, like, bonus. Right, right. I make myself laugh. Um, But, yeah, like, love can be different things. And it's, like, 
it exists already. Like you love your family in different ways. Like why can't we accept that in romantic partners? It's like, yeah, right. you know, I love my sister differently than I love my mom. Doesn't mean I love her more, love her less. It just means I love them differently. Yeah. Cause they're different fucking people, you know? Um, so yeah. it's just like, why can't we also just accept that in our romantic relationships and not try to pressure someone to say that they love us more than everyone who came before us because like we don't know that (laughs) I think it is our own insecurities that make it very difficult Mm -hmm. and and we saw that with with Laura Jean is like her insecurities about her inexperience with with relationship and her um you know complicated feelings about Jen and how they used to be really great friends and stuff like that is what makes her uncomfortable in her relationship with Peter um and it is like yeah I mean of course it's him lying and shit too but like just her (laughs) own her own insecurities are enough you know the lies are just like reinforcing them exactly it just like adds it just adds fuel to the fire all we can really be in control of is like our ourselves and not even that all the time so it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's why it's important to like really think and reflect on your thoughts and actions and figure out like why you react to things a certain way it's because like mm-hmm. there's all of these insecurities just like lurking <laughs> and if you yeah. don't if you don't stop to think about them and like untie those knots you've tangled yourself in then you're not going to really like surpass them you're not going to get past it you're not going to get to a point where you can be comfortable yeah, because I think I think most people hate being uncomfortable. It kind of goes back to the whole situation with Peter not telling Laura Jean about the video. It's like he did not want to put himself in an uncomfortable situation because we strive to make ourselves as comfortable as possible. But if you don't, if you don't acknowledge what's actually going on, so like if if the only way you can be comfortable is living in a lie or living in a fantasy land, yeah. Um, then you're not really dealing with the underlying issues. I mean, you have to sit <laughs> with sounds like, uncomfortable. Sounds like my life for quite a while yeah. until I had a mental breakdown. Hi. <laughs> Hi. My therapist tells me this every week. She's like, you got to sit. You got to sit in the discomfort. You really, really do. And it's like only in sitting in it and trying to identify it and figure out what's coming up for you. Um, can you actually acknowledge and move forward? Like if you're, if you're not acknowledging it, then it's not actually going away. You're right. just refusing to acknowledge it. So it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until you, it forces you to acknowledge it. Yeah. Because it if, makes itself you know, known. Yeah. It does. And so like, it's, it's like these little things, like in the beginning of the movie, you know, it might've been little things that she was just choosing to ignore. She was choosing to ignore that she wasn't experienced and that made her uncomfortable. She was, and then all of a sudden, it like fucking grows into this giant monster that is just like, bitch, you're going to deal with me right the fuck now or <laughs> die. You know, like it just, <laughs> that's how it works. That's how, that's how monsters that, are. Yeah. That's how monsters work. I mean, I have a few under my bed. I should know. And yeah. So I just think that this movie, well, I mean, this movie was fun. I like this movie. Um, but these characters are they need to get their shit together frankly <laughs> they just yeah. i know that they're only in high school but goddamn like just get your shit together Laura Jean and Peter I did Kim, like it Kavinsky. Kavinsky. I did like it by the end i liked that you know she's at this ball where they're playing inexplicably disco music for these very old people yes and it's like you you should be playing like some swing or something like Mm not Mm -hmm. not, you should be dancing yeah (laughs) like these people are older than that um (laughs) so (laughs) but they're they're playing that she kisses john ambrose and it's like woo. Um, cause you can just feel how it probably feels to like be kissing a new person after she's like never mm-hmm. kissed. She, I mean, she's only kissed Peter, right? Like ever. Yeah. Um, and then she realizes like, it's not right, which I've totally been there being like, oh, I realized too late that kissing this oh person my God, does not feel same. right. Um, same. <laughs> 
but Hi, then my name is Sam and this has happened to me. But then it's snowing and even though they aren't together, they've broken up. She inexplicably makes him take makes Peter take back the necklace he gave her. And oh god. But still even though even though he doesn't know he, all he knows is that she doesn't like driving in the snow. So he goes out to pick her up, even though they're not That's together. Cute. She didn't That's ask cute. for him to come. They haven't been in contact. And he's just like, well, I better go make sure that she's mm-hmm. okay driving in the snow. And I thought it was really cute. Um, it is. It's sweet. Yeah. And then they it, kiss. And then they kiss. I was good. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was always on Team Ambrose, Team John, Team J.A., if you will. Um And, like, I can also acknowledge it's a really cute little end bit there. Yeah. I guess. Um, Even though she left my man in the lurch uh, outside in the fake snow. And, (laughs) um, but, yeah, I think, I think what they were trying to do and what they did, honestly, is just show that, like I said, John Ambrose is this fantasy that she has of, of what this relationship would be like but like peter was there for the nitty-gritty peter knows the little things and it's because of those little things that he can show that he really cares about her i even think like the valentine's day thing the fact that okay yes he lied about the poem which negative points for peter (laughs) he read her a Um, poem and then an edgar Allan poe poem and passed it off as his own she thought it he wrote it and was so excited and he didn't want to be like actually (laughs) But also, you should have prefaced that. Yeah. Like, I found this poem and I thought of you. Right, Um, right. Right. But, like, there's this whole thing where they send the roses and she, he's, like, one of the cheerleaders who's actually Maddie Zegler from Dance Moms. Oh, yeah. Um, She's, like, oh, my God, Peter bought one for every class, like, every period last year for Jen. So, like, get ready. And then she doesn't get any of them. So she's kind of upset about it. But then he pulls her back to the spot where they first kissed and, like, gives her this necklace and reads her this poem. And it's, like, um, he even says later, he's, like, I didn't think the roses were your style. I wanted to get you something that was your style. And um, it just shows that he, when he's good, he's good. Like, when he is paying attention and is, like, actually holding on to these little bits of information about her and actually paying attention to her. He's great. It's when he's lying that he's not great. Um, but <laughs> oh, and but yeah, I think it, it just shows that like John Ambrose is this like idea of a person. Yeah. It's an idea of a relationship. Whereas like Peter is the one that's like there and picking up on her little quirks and and exactly. You know, I mean, that's a, it. Reminds me of that long distance relationship movie I watched with Drew Barrymore and oh and Justin Long Justin Long where they're like going the distance yeah going the distance they're like you're not there all the time for the nitty-gritty you're just like a lot like you know mm-hmm. you're only here for surprise good parts and stuff um and it, yeah. it makes me think and I think maybe that's why John Ambrose seems like so perfect is because we only see him in these positive interactions mm-hmm. yeah so but of course he is, he's but seems. also he's perfect. Yeah, but, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Also there's that. Uh, that smile. Oh God. If and when he plays the piano, I could, very cute. If, oh my God. Ooh, ooh. If I could live anywhere, it would be on John Ambrose's teeth. Uh, <laughs> I would live. I'd live on his teeth. I'd have a great tan because there, there's they're a lot of shining. Sun. Yeah. There's a lot of light coming in there. Um, but just oh God, he's so cute. Like his little. Ooh. God, I can't. I'm I'm devolving into just like yeah. a puddle of a fan. If we I let her, she'll Jordan be here. Jordan Fisher, she'll be here for another hour, just Jordan. screaming Jordan her, her praises for him. Jordan, <laughs> I'm here. I'm waiting. I know you're engaged. I don't care. I know you're short. I don't care. Love me. Uh, I feel so bad for all of the short guys out there who are who are hearing you call John uh, John Ambrose a five. <laughs> Five foot eight inch tall man short. I mean, I don't think there's a single guy who's five eight that considers himself tall. No. You can, let's try to find him if he thinks that he's tall. So it's it's whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm almost five eight. So right, but it's like, why does someone need to be tall? Of course, I have a tall boyfriend. So who am I to talk? Yeah. But- so don't even <laughs> don't even get into this conversation with me. All right. Miss- 
Shelby. <laughs> I am Miss, Miss Shelby. Shelby. You're Miss Shelby. Thanks, Miss Shelby. Um, <laughs> yes. Anyway, I think is that are we? I think we're else? we're we're at time. I could say plenty more about love languages and <gasps> yes, Jordan mm. Fisher. Oh, we should talk about that and so much else. But you know, let's save it up for some more for a different episode we'll talk we'll talk again when the next movie whenever that happens comes out for sure um um guys stay tuned next week we are doing uh we're having a guest a really good friend of mine uh is gonna come on the podcast and we're gonna talk about stuff uh so tune in for that next week and then eventually we're gonna get into another series uh because we know how much you guys love those we loved it so we're gonna we, do a series yeah again. <laughs> so we're gonna keep we're, we're gonna do what we want because uh, yeah. it's our show <laughs> um but yeah we're gonna dive into bridget jones eventually so that'll be fun stick around for that mm-hmm. um Make sure you subscribe and like us on Instagram and Twitter at the Rom Complex. If you have Bart Simpson uh, writing "P.S. Yes, I Still Love You" on a chalkboard, <laughs> girls, girls, and guys, but I'm referring to everyone as ladies right now. The girls need to send it to me because I want it, and <laughs> I want I will post it everywhere and give you so much credit. So send it to us, the Rom Complex at gmail.com. And uh, most of all, remember to keep falling in love with your second boyfriend. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.